Today is April 4th. It's the midweek episode. We got sharp stats and a conversation with Aaron Boone coming up. Excited to chat with you guys about all of it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. Dance on Nick. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore. Weekly awards. Stat lines. Steaming hot takes. Oh. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode number 889, brought to you by SeatGeek. Use code YANKS and you will get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. I use the app all the time. I like it because it tells me if this is a good deal or a bad deal. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I want this section. I know that this is a section I want to sit and there's only red dots available. So I'm like, well, I should go to another section. Find myself some green dots, which mean go, good deal, good value, good times. Jake, how you doing? 70,000 events every single day at SeatGeek. No one counts that. If you go to every one, let us know. Send me the list. James Davis, Talking Yanks, Johnny Brito, Katie Sharp, Aaron Boone. What a day! And it's a ring year for me, so that's good news for Yankee fans. Married, bong, UConn, one for the thumb, first national, fifth national title, first for their thumb. Is it soured a little bit for, for you by how easy Marriage? it was? Marriage? Oh. Um, both, yes. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just bizarre because they were a dominant tournament team, but like if... UConn fans picked other Connecticut teams. You'd pick the other ones because, like, the stars were, like, awesome. It's like Kemba. It's like Okafor. It's like Rip. Um, this team just came together and was, like, the perfect team. Everyone knew their role, and they dominated. So that was pretty cool. Like that was That's a, Hurley ball. That was the no-sweat championship, which was, like, bizarre. Most boring tournament run ever. Like, there will not be, like, documentaries about that. It's just there was no drama or excitement. Like, there's an argument they're the best team ever, and I don't think they are, and that's coming from a UConn fan. But it was, like, really cool. It's, like, the most dominant run ever. So. The least memorable, most dominant team ever. We're going to film the doc. Uh, so, yeah, I'm running running high off of that. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, wedding, UConn, Yankees. And uh, 26 wins and pocket wax. Let's do How the sharp stats. I'm excited to hear from Katie Sharp. How are you doing? I Love Katie Sharp. I'm good. I talked big UConn fan. I taught James Sharp. to say I love you yesterday, and it's like even though he doesn't know what it means, right? Or like awesome, right. it was pretty cool. And then I walked him inside, yeah. and I said, "Say it to mom. Say it to mom." Oh, ow, ow. sound like a dog. He said, "Jonathan Arauz, bite your fucking tongue." Let's do the show. Uh, sharp stats. Okay. Hey guys, Queen of Stats and Sharp Stats is back for another season. And let's get right to it for today. You guys just didn't talk enough about Johnny Brito uh, in the series recap podcast. So that's what I'm going to do today. And uh, first thing I want to know is just how amazing his start was uh, on, on, on Saturday for just in terms of Yankee pitchers making their MLB debut. So before Brito, no Yankee pitcher making his MLB debut had ever had as many strikeouts as he had, that's six, allowed as few hits as he did, too, 
and allowed zero runs in their MLB debut. So that was pretty special for him. And there's two things I really want to highlight about him. First is uh, the chase rate that he got on all of his pitches. So he got a 43.8% chase rate on his pitches. That's percentage of swings on pitches outside the zone. And for context, last year, only two Yankee starters had a game last year uh, that had a higher chase rate than that, and that would be one by Nestor and one by uh, Jordan Montgomery. But the thing that really shown that he really excelled in um, this weekend was with his changeup, which was amazing. Uh, so he got he got swinging strikes on 11 of the 28 changeups that he threw. That's a 39.3% swinging strike rate on the changeups. Now, if you look at all of Major League Baseball last year, only three pitchers had a game where they threw at least 25 change-ups and had a 39% swinging strike rate on the pitch. Those three pitchers, they did it once each, were Shane McClanahan, Kyle Hendricks, and Sandy Alcantara. That's a pretty good list to be on. There's a lot of good things that we liked about Johnny Brito's uh, start this weekend, and it looks like when they need another fifth starter, he'll be coming back up again. Hopefully, more good things to come. Thanks, guys. Thank you to the queen of stats. Thanks, Katie. Katie Sharp. We didn't talk about Johnny Brito enough. I did talk about him a slightly little bit and that changeup and how much I like it and how much I think his repertoire plays in the bullpen if uh, he gets pushed out of the uh, starting rotation. But, yeah, I didn't realize, and you kind of mentioned, like, the historic debut, and you're like, is it historic? And you wanted to fight someone yeah. over it. But, yeah, most strikeouts, fewest hits, and zero runs in an MLB debut. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and there's someone that Johnny Brito should be pissed off at. Just so mad at. You. Luis Hill. I. Sorry, dog. You no, got, no, it's not a fight. We're on the same page. Stop fighting with me. Don't apologize. This you, was a celebration. You just said Johnny Brito want to fight me. He uh, does because of the bullshit you pulled on him. Luis Hill blew it uh, for Johnny Brito because we we kind of spoiled milk. Like the a kid came up and threw six innings shutout, six Ks for four hits. And it was against Baltimore before Baltimore made the turn to becoming like a real program. So it's a little unfair. Um, but yeah, that's why we watched Johnny Brito and it was, you know, all right. Like, yeah, this is good. That changeup looks good. We're getting swings and miss. He's, he's, he's getting through it. He looked good. So the other person Johnny Brito should be mad at is himself because he was coming off a perfect game in spring training. So Yankee fans, Johnny Brito was coming off a perfect game to make the team. And then Luis Hill is in our memory banks as having, like, an incredible rookie debut that, yeah, Johnny Brito had a historic Yankees debut, but we were, like, uh, slightly numb to it. It's true. But it was really good. It was really good. And it was and a deciding game of the series that it led to a good record day, a happy record day, which we like that. 43.8% chase rate on all his pitches. Now, the context that Katie gave to us there is really nice and that's what she's so good at is that last year only two Yankee starters had a higher chase had a higher chase rate in a game so obviously accumulative the chase rate's going to go down but I like comparing it to single games this was higher chase rate and I do think it's a product of teams not knowing him like not only did they not know if he was going to start or not uh, up until like a week before 
there's probably not great film on his stuff or data on his stuff because it's his big league debut. And that changeup, if you're not ready for it or able to sit on it, like, and the Yankees struggle when they face a pitcher for the first time as well, it lends to that. But that is awesome. And a cha- changeup or splitter, basically, you know, kind of pitches of similar ilk are the toughest to pick up. Um, you know, a slider or curveball. You know, a good one's still going to obviously get you, but fastball changeup, when those are mimicked properly, they look right out of the hand. And even if you're going to the next level with it, uh, the matchup was good for Johnny Brito because traditionally the opposite side is going to struggle against changeups more. So if you're a righty pitcher and there's a lot of lefties, which the Giants had a lot of lefties, and I guess another tier past that, because it was interleague play, it's not like any of the Giants minor league guys had seen Johnny Brito. Yep. Like there, it's not like there was two guys in the lineup that got a start in AAA against him. No, because it was all Giants, like PCL minor league guys. So I yeah. wonder, like, did Tyro and him ever do like some spring at bats against each other? They met each other. I don't even know. Um, Johnny Brito's young, right? He's 25. Oh, um, not that young. Which I think Tyro's around. The, Tyro's 27 now. Uh, Old. February 22nd. Um, Old as dirt. You know I love people in that age range. Um, with birthdays in that age range. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, Jess. Yeah, yeah. Aquariuses. Um, Joe's. Sorry, BBD. I don't want to. I don't July. control the birthdays. My ex-girlfriend, Steph. Oh, Jimmy. She's doing well. Yeah, two kids. Very happy. Um, got back into golf. Uh, Johnny Brito. Yeah, and I, I'm. Uh, and you're saying Brito there, right? Brito. It is getting closer to burrito accidentally, but I, burrito slipped, is right. You've slipped once or twice and said burrito. 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 Yeah. There has been a couple times where I've tried to say burrito and it's come out, come out burrito. Oh, boy. That was gross. Everything you said. <laughs> that old sentence got gross. He just at came the burrito. Ew. Uh, he's, leading, burrito. he's leading the AL. Uh, in wins, win percentage, ERA, and game started. So, I mean, wow. I just, you're gross. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't need that. <gasps> All right, cool. Thanks, Katie. Thank you very much. I mean, we can ask. I am definitely want to ask Booney as he joins us uh, in the next segment about sending him down, right. coming back up, roles, situations, what he thought, and especially... Uh, the cummed up burrito stuff. I don't know if I'll ask him that. That should never come up again. All right. Um, deal? Deal. Philip. Um, but it opened up the lane for Ian Hamilton, Jim. Slombio. We just... Realization that me and Davis had before we started this. Ian Hamilton, same age as Ron Marinaccio. Yeah. Has... Has... Young 30s angry energy vibes. Like his whole, like, I made, 30s. I've made it back. How old is he? I made it back. He's 27. That's a tough 27. It's an intense 27. Yeah. It's a very focused on the mound 27. They, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder what the Yankees have truly in their plans for them. Because right now, the back of the bullpen reminder... <laughs> Albert, Albert Abreu, Colton Brewer, Ian Hamilton, Jimmy Cordero. All Yankees right now. Yeah. Uh, all Yankees right now. Uh, Hammy does have an option, so that's good to note. Um, 
and he hates being called Hammy, which is also a reminder to the people. But um, yeah, the Yankees like he hates I, us. I don't know. I guess I would just tell tell the people he's going to be a part of this Yankee season because he has an option, and the Yankees clearly like him. Did. I know the Yankees play roster games, but did you see me tweeting last night about what the Astros announcer said? Mm-hmm. So I was watching the Astros game, and the Astros announcers say that Dusty Baker has been petitioning for them to have expanded rosters in April because the 26, they, this is what they said, the 26 guys you leave camp with are the 26 guys you get to use for the first 10 games. You can't send a pitcher down. You can't option a pitcher, da- pitcher down and replace them. Right. And I was like, the Yankees have done that twice already. And I think Yankees play the roster manipulation game, which means we've known it right more than anyone else. And that, like, that's why the Yankees always break camp with the DFA candidate because you can only bring a guy onto the team right. that's not on the forty man. So that like, because if it's a forty man guy, you have to option him down. Like Weisert got optioned down, so yeah. Weisert cannot come back up for ten games. But Ham- injury. But Hamilton, he was never optioned because he didn't make the 40-man. And they always break camp with one of these guys. Yeah. And then they always break camp with a position player that they can DFA. Florial, Cosma. Um, I forget there's been others. But Jay Bruce retired. I don't think that was the Tulo plan. Tulo got hurt. Oh. There's always stuff where like they make these moves. But it was so wild to see other fan bases and people respond like, no, you can't. No, you can't. I'm like, the Yankees do it every year. Yeah. Then it is a little trickery. But also they set themselves up to be able to do this, but they are kind of playing with people's livelihoods. I don't know how I feel about it. They had, and they like funny business, Hamilton himself. They had him, they asked him to push his minor league like opt-out day from opening day to April 5th because they told him, oh, you'll be up. Yeah. The day they got him back. It's They got him in on it. It's increasing on the margins, and this feels like the most minute, is that the word? Minute? Um Way to do it of, of, you know, three days with Johnny Brito to then add Ian Hamilton. But, uh, you know, hey, Ian Hamilton threw 36 pitches last night. And when we look into the future of this year and we look at Mike King's appearances and Clay Holmes and Wandy and, hey, if them doing that dance saved, you know, potentially two of those guys' appearances, sure. Sure. Why not, Hammy? Calling him that still. Ham eight, Andrew Benintendi. I am ham. All right, let's kick it to Boone. Brought to you by Vizio. Tell them a little bit about it. Jim Vizio Televisions. Heard of them? Yep. Familiar? Yeah. You watch them almost every day. Yeah. I'd say every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vizio is the best way to do it with their award-winning TVs and sound bars at insane prices. Hello. We're talking big 4K screens for under 500 bucks. Remember when those first came out? And they were like, I love when they come out with a new TV and they just charge it for like 5,000 bucks. And everyone's like, no. no. If you wait it out, you get to the good spot and you get to that good spot with Vizio. Brightness that cuts through glare when you're watching day games. Okay. It's important for the baseball fan in your life. Every, from like 10 a.m. to noon. In my apartment, uh, near impossible to see. So might have to get myself in the Vizio lab if that works. Uh, and yeah, there's sound bars too. Get in the game with Vizio. It's MVP 
of value. Vizio.com. Check out how you can elevate your AV experience all season long. That's Vizio.com. You know there's a link in the description. Gong. Gong. Uh, Booney, good to have you. I, I said the first time we chatted, you know, we're coming to claps or, you know, wild overreactions either way. I think it's claps right now. I think it's pretty soundly <laughs> claps, four and one. I do have you guys winning over 16 games in April. I mapped it out. I actually have you guys winning 19, but that was before oh. some of the starter injuries. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. You got to feel happy to turn out. Um, yeah, look, obviously – couple of key guys, as we know, down to start things. Not ideal when you lose a couple rotation pieces uh, out the gate and Harrison down and a couple of key bullpen guys. Um, but as I've talked to, to you guys about, you know, it's it's opportunity for other people and it's a chance for you to really dive into some of your depth, see what guys maybe are going to play a integral role moving forward, um, you know, who can play a role moving forward, who is somebody that maybe kicks their way in and becomes a central figure moving forward. That's what these early injuries create those opportunities for. And, um, you know, so far, obviously very early for, through these first few games, I feel like we've played pretty clean and, uh, you know, overall I like where the guys are and, and, you know, my biggest thing coming out of spring was like, and talking to him was like, Hey, we're ready. You guys are ready to go. You guys are prepared. And, uh, in a very small sample, they've played that way so far. Booney, well, I'll, I'll do my fake attempt at being media real quick because we just want to check this off. Uh, Judge, he follows one off his foot last night. He pinched runs. He's good. He's in the lineup today. We're just getting him off his feet. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I'm actually DHing him tonight. Uh, okay. But, yeah, that, that, that was just an eight-to-one chance to squeeze a half an inning off his feet in that spot here early. Uh I was actually going back and forth a little bit with Carlos, uh, my bench coach. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, get him out. I don't, and I held off for a minute. And then once he got the hit, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's run for him. So, yeah, he's fine. Okay. Good. Uh, good. That's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good job, Jake, being Thank good you. media, getting yes. it out of the way. I want to talk about uh, Brito and kind of the the roster construction up and downs. Like, since we talked – Volpe got named the starter. Peraza starts in AAA. Um, you know, you guys bring in Franchi. You've talked about all all of those a lot of places. But just, I was watching the Astros game last night, and they said that Dusty was uh, complaining that they can't bring guys up and down in the first 10 days. And I was like, well, the Yankees do that all the time. And it is a little bit of like, I don't know if it's cash or the crew. Like, you guys are good at preparing for this situation. The fact that you had... Um, you know, Ian Hamilton not on the 40-man, so you can bring him up, whereas Weissert couldn't, can't come up for 15 days or unless an injury. Same with uh, you bring in Colton Brewer. How much of this is, you know, that is like playing with the rules and really thought out, or how much has happened since? Because obviously some of it's thought out. We're like, hey. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, you know, fish and cash are, are really good at, at doing those things. And, and the front office has become very good at identifying, um, you know, guys that maybe have made some, some pitch changes or swing changes or whatever it may be. And like identifying those kind of things and how real do we think they are? So, um, 
it is a challenge because of the of the guys on the roster not being able to access them the first two weeks of the season. Um, in in Weissert's case, um, you know, if we had kept him and as one of the only optional relievers there early, and with the new option rules where you only have five a year, um, if you do it before the season, it doesn't burn one of your one of your transactions there, one of your times that you can do that, and. <laughs> We knew we really liked Hamilton all spring. Like he showed us like, okay, this, we feel like this guy can absolutely be a factor. There's a couple other guys down there that are on, on non-roster situations that we also feel like we know we're going to get into a pinch or into a need or potentially like uh, the 12th this month where we may be in a need where we may have to pop some somebody that can give us a little bit of length. So we knew we wanted to build in some of that. Colton Brewer was the guy that kind of jumped up on our screen, I would say two, three weeks before spring training ended. I know the front office was excited about some of the things they were seeing from a pitch profile and, and that sort of thing. So, um, so at the start, you're kind of trying to build yourself as much depth as you can, you know, so to give yourself that roster, roster flexibility to kind of keep your powder dry when injuries happen inevitably, you know, you have real depth to fall back on. And so, um, you know, adding a couple of guys like that has been the case. And in the case of Colton and now Ian, both their first first outings were not only strong, but impactful. You know, like you're, you're, you're grinding over innings right now as you're building starters up. So it's like, you know, last night, for example, um, you know, I don't want to have – I don't love going four outs with Luizaga or having to go to Holmes necessarily, but it's like, you know, you use up so much pitching in, in bulk that, you you know, somebody's got to pick up the slack in certain games. Hamilton was big for us last night, but biggest thing right now is trying to attain as much depth to, to protect yourself against some, some, uh, some injuries early on. And you saw that with the Johnny Brito move and sending him down, oh. knowing he's going to come back up. And I think you had said that, he can still start on the 12th, but as I understand it, he, he can't because it's 15 days unless an injury. Yeah, no, he, he can't start unless there's an injury. Okay. That, yeah, so he would not be eligible to make that start on the 12th unless there's an injury where we're able to replace him. So is that then a spot start, or how does that affect the decision? Because I understand you still need and want bullpen arms, and you're using them when they're coming up, but is that yeah, going to be? Yeah, so it kind of depends going into that. Um, like, so, you know, say the day before we, we get a long outing from a starter and we're set up pretty good in the pen, it may affect who you go get, you know, we need a guy to cover us for an inning or two or more. Um, so we'll just, that's kind of, we'll be determined like literally the couple days before you'll start to have an idea and then kind of the night before you'll make a call on, Hey, how many innings do we need? Um, what's the best way, who's throwing the best down there, who fits the role the best in this situation. So that's just something we'll have to weigh when we get there. But it would definitely, you're thinking not in-house, not like a bullpen day on the 12th, definitely probably someone, not Brito, that will come up and get the spot start? <clears throat> probably. I, I would say it'll probably at least be a reliever that that's capable of giving us some lengths, okay. of giving us some some coverage. But again, you could get your. Hopefully, you're in such a clean situation that you do just turn it into a straight bullpen day. But we'll have to see. You you mentioned Hamilton briefly. Uh, the Slambio, sl- the, 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 the word of the day. When when did you hear about that? Because I I googled it last night and I saw an article from 2020. 
did you hear about that in spring or when when does His? when's the first time you heard Slombio? So it was a couple of weeks ago. So in spring training, you know, we we're trying to name the pitch because it pops up on the board as a slider. He throws it like a changeup. So to hit in his mind, it's a changeup. And it's got kind of characteristics of both, but it kind of has and acts like a little bit of a slider. So there we blended the two names there. The way it started was David Grabner in our front office said, because <laughs> we were trying to name it for Pitchcom. Like, what do we call this thing? Is it a slider? Is it a changeup? We're talking to Hamilton about it. What should we call it? And and David Grabner said, well, it's really weird and it's really good. I said, can we put that on the, on the <laughs> like, let's just call it really weird and really good. So throw that weird so pitch. That, yeah, that weird pitch. So um, then, then we settled on Slombio, I think. And uh, I think he got a little peek of it last night. It's, it's a unique pitch. He holds it like a changeup. He holds it and throws it like a changeup, but. That is weird because it looks like a gyro slider. Like Edwin Diaz throws a slider yeah. that just drops instead of sweeps or, or has no hard. Yeah, so it has a little bit of that to it. Yeah. It is interesting as fans that uh, like changeup isn't a word. Talking to players a lot and talking to Plouffe who's on Talking Baseball, like they never say changeup. You say cambio. And, like that word is one out. The Spanish word for changeup is way more prevalent in clubhouses and dugouts than changeup, right? Yeah, definitely cambio is big. It's yeah. a good word. It's a good word. It's Rolls more fun to say. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it a is. dance in your it mouth. Is. Yeah, combination. The, uh, the boys have been running a little bit this year. Obviously, Volpe was going to be a part of that. Uh, Glaber's got three steals. We know we got the new rules, the the throwovers, the bigger bags. Uh, I also saw Glaber had a piggyback steal. Are, are guys trying to hit uh, after Volpe? Because if he's on the bases in front of them, you're kind of snagging a free bag yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Um, hope, hopefully we get some of those this year. Um, but no, no one's lobbying to get behind them to, to get a free bag. But. DJ is not as the cross his yeah. mind. Rizzo. Yeah, I'm good. Rizzo. Yeah, do you need us to have a little, like, public intervention on, on Rizzo and stealing? Seriously, yeah. Do you want us, so. like, like is he, he's too veteran to get the red light? Like, we understand he's a great baseball IQ. I think it's one of the best we've seen on the Yankees in a while, especially base running, but – Last year, I was calling, like, I think we got to intervene. Like, Riz, we don't need this. Yes, yeah. Sometimes, he, you know, he, he goes into invisible mode, too, you know, thinking <laughs> they're not going to think of him over there and just starts taking off. So he was actually pretty upset with himself coming in. Uh, and I actually, and Mendy and I, again, were like the pitch before talking about, hey, is this time do we pop one maybe? And we we're talking about it. And he went, and I'm like, uh, that wasn't the time. <laughs> Might have been the time. The timing wasn't very good. So, uh, yeah. So we talk about it a lot. He's he's, you know, he's done a good job of that in his career of getting those kind of sneak up bags. But people are are aware of him now. So you got to kind of make an adjustment back to him. Yeah, he's he's smart when the ball's in play at grabbing that extra base. Like he, that outweighs yeah. his speed. One of the better combinations of that I've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, and his, his speed's not getting better either. As he, yeah, as well, he, you know, we got that cranky back too. It's like let's not just you know exactly take it nice and exactly. easy. You say you're calling yeah. for a steal there. That was a, like a little question I had. Volpe comes up; he's a rookie. A lot of baseball fans. We grew up playing high school or even some college where the coach dictates everything. He's going to tell you to steal, not steal. 
Now, I know at the major league level, there's so much more feel the player has to have. But with right. a rookie, like, is it just a green light for him? And do you have to tell him that? Or do you, do you, are you telling him to steal on certain pitches? How much control and managing on the micro level goes into that decision making? It's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. You know, sometimes it's matchup dependent, score dependent. Uh, you know, you're green for a number of pitches. I'll hold you back. I'll nudge you. Um, so it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Um, when it comes to not just Anthony, but all of them that, you know, we have kind of in and out of green and red and holds and I definitely want you to go kind of thing. Um, you know, I think with, in Anthony's case, <clears throat> the one thing I, he's earned a lot from me already is, is trust on the base pass. He, he's, he's really, really good. Um, he's a, he's a special base runner, um, works really hard at it. Again, he's not a burner. You know, he, he runs well, he's a, he's a plus runner, but he's not a burner by any means, but he's such a dynamic base runner. And, and you can see just kind of changes the game when he's out there. Yeah. Those hops into the steel are pretty cool. And I, I wonder, I don't know how much those are pitch clock based where he's able to like bounce with the like three, two, boom. Uh, yeah. Kind of skips into yeah. it. Yeah. A, a lot of our guys are, I've gotten better and better that Matt Tallarico who's our, runs our base running uh, in player development and, and spends a lot of time with us too in the big leagues um, has done a really nice job with a lot of guys and teaching them the nuances of that and how to master that and um, how to make it work for you, how to, how to protect yourself, you know, from getting yourself in trouble out there doing it. So he's done a really good job with that. And Anthony's like, he's just special, special on the bases. I, uh, Booney, I, I, I want to turn it a little bit and again, four and one, the, the boys, the boys are humming, but you know, there's not, not everything's rainbows and butterfly. Our, our, our guy Hicks, he's been a hot topic and y- you understand why. I mean, he's a guy who he was a starter on this team for a while and now he's kind of fighting for playing time. I, I guess, uh, you know, is, are there a lot of extra conversations that go on with you and Hicksie there or, or, you know, is it kind of all laid out? Like, and you know, I, I think it's kind of, if. If you, if you play good, you're going to be out there. Yeah. I mean, we're not having conversations all the time by any means, you know, I communicate ahead of time with guys, um, you know, whether they're in there or out of there, what I'm thinking, you know, in Aaron's case playing last night, playing tonight, you know, it's kind of looking at the week ahead. Like these are matchups that I like them in. Um, So trying to put him in positions to where I think he can be the most successful. But the reality is, you know, there are a lot of competition for for at bats and playing time right now. And and he's in that mix. Um, You know, I I thought he did a really nice job in spring training, um, especially the last two weeks heading into the regular season. I thought he was having really good at bats Um, and he's just got to continue with that. And the more and more he can get a foothold and, and perform like we know he's capable of you know, that's going to open up some more opportunities for him. But the reality is we've got a deep roster, uh, a lot of guys that deserve to play, frankly, and uh, we'll just continue to try and make it work the best we can. And, and I'm going to try and get them in there, uh, you know, first and foremost, when I think, you know, he, he gives us the best opportunity to win and match up and hopefully he can get some, uh, you know, get some rhythm going in the season. Yeah, when you pencil in IKF at center field, you got to 
for, for, you know, when Hicks takes that in and I don't, I disagree with the decision. And I don't think that uh, ICAF looks kind of fluid out there and, and easygoing in center field. But when you pencil that in, like Hicks sees that, he's like, what the hell's going on? A little bit. Yeah, but that, yeah a little. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, the only thing that I don't love about it is it was that, that it was at the beginning of the season. So those first three. So the reality is I just didn't want to necessarily go with Aaron against you know, like Cobb and Stripling that are tougher matchups for him as a switch hitter because they're more reverse guys. So I just – I wanted to create the best possible matchup the first time he was going to roll out there knowing that, you know, guys are going to – can't wait to get on him, which, you know, isn't always fair. And um, so I'm trying to – you know, I want to get the guys in the best matchup as well as wanting to get IKF out there because we do believe he can – you know, do some things out there. We do like him at the plate against certain matchups and things like that. So just trying to, you know. And and the really first put, series, put, the first series, and this is kind of picking up on this more now than, than before is like, you probably want to get everyone their debut in the first series, right? Is that, is that on your mind? Like, you know, you know, Franchi plays yesterday in game one of uh, the second series, but still it's like, you probably don't want to make a guy wait seven days or so before he even gets to like start his season. Is that on your mind at all at the beginning? Absolutely. I mean, look, because especially in the month of April, like even with our everyday guys, um, there's going to be a day where, you know, as we build these guys up. So you're trying to keep that in mind and you're kind of looking at the, the week ahead and all right, who we, who we up against, who's pitching, where does maybe this bench player match up the best. And, and also coupled with maybe getting a regular, uh, you know, a day and, and strategically doing that. But yeah, you want to, you want to get, you got four guys on the bench. You want to get those guys involved because they're going to have to play a big role um, at some point. And I feel like the more you can keep guys involved, and part of things, the the better chance they have a chance to really contributing to to a winning club and a winning team. Booney, we we want to wrap up with with some lineup stuff, and I you know we saw Glaber in the leadoff spot, and and we've discussed leadoff a lot, and you know when DJ's out there, like you said, you know he he's the leadoff guy. Um, I guess personally with Glaber, does does he have a spot in the lineup that he's he wants lead up, he wants five and. And I guess the other thing that's kind of been on Yankee fans' mind is, you know, Glaber outside of August was had a really strong year last year. Can can he slide up the lineup? Like I know you guys like Donaldson in that five hole. Could he can he jump Donaldson or or do you guys kind of not view it that way? Yeah, I mean, kind of hope not. I hope everyone's just kind of rolling and they get into a nice little rhythm of where they all are in the order. Glaber's that guy that I will pop around some different places. Uh, look, assuming health, right? Yeah. With everyone, you know, what, so there's going to be a day a week that I have Donaldson down or DJ down or Rizzo down. Like Glaber's that guy that I kind of slot and feel like I can throw in any, any spot. So I let him off when DJ was down Rizzo's off tonight. So Glaber will hit third tonight, for example. So um, Glaber's that guy. I feel comfortable kind of moving anywhere in the order and he's, He's kind of hit everywhere in the order and done it well. When you do that, and this is kind of going back to like my micro, like managing in the micro level questions, when you move Glaber around, first two games, and this isn't a complaint, he's hitting really well, but he was swinging at everything. I think he was just up there 
swinging, which is good. He's getting results. But when you move him to the leadoff, is there any conversation of like, hey, like see a couple, let Judgy see a couple, or you think uh, that's just innate, or you just like don't change your approach? Yeah, don't change your approach. When he's at his best, he's got an aggressive mindset. And I feel like one of the good things we've done here through the first few games, not only just labor, but as a team, is we've done a good job early in the count of being aggressive because a lot of times guys want to just get ahead of you in that, but also let the at-bat unfold too. So that doesn't mean just we're going up there swinging and we're not changing anything from a control the strike zone, but being really um, – aware of what we're looking for in certain situations, where in the strike zone we want to attack and not, not being passive at all early in and at bat. And Glaber's done a really good job of that, of being really aggressive, but he seems very much under control and having good long at bats, uh, you know, when he doesn't necessarily put one in play right away. So three walks last night, a couple hits, obviously yeah. another homer. So he's, uh, he's stringing together a lot of really good at bats right now. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're, I think we'll let you off the so DJ's at first, Judge DH and Glaber three, Stanton and right. Yeah, look at you guys. Donaldson fifth. Donaldson fifth. Oswaldo no. Hicks. You can't do both back to back with a bullpen day. So uh Biggie <laughs> Volpe? Hicks IKF. Hicks, IKF, Volpe. Wow, so who's in? Okay, so is IKF in center, no, Hicks in left? Higgy Volpe. Higgy Volpe. Okay. And that's so Trevino catches Cole tomorrow on the day game? Yeah, they got to split that anyway, so I'll, yep. I'll have Trevi catch the day game. Wow. Beautiful. You got we yeah. just guessed that yeah. line. Yeah. Beautiful minds over here. Just like every hint you gave <laughs> us, we're like, well, we just untangled it. Yeah, you guys are paying attention. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With a, with a smile on your face. So yeah. Over there, a smile. <laughs> yeah, yep. We, we're all over it. <laughs> good, uh, good. I like uh, that. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, go get another. We got Trey Turner in the office today, and he's told us to ask you to just take it easy, but I totally disagree they with really him. They really want that first up. He said, Trey, you want us to ask Booney? He said, can you just let us get a win? And um, He said, no. I said, no, I don't want that. So, Tell him to take it easy. He's, <laughs> he's a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Booney. Thanks, Vizio interview by Boone over Jake. A little post-game interview right now. That was fun. I feel like we got some good insight into they're going to bring up a reliever for an opener. Maybe. Don't hold them to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're we snuck it out of them. They're playing the game a little bit, obviously. And we'll, if an injury happens, that obviously happens. That obviously changes the math. Um, oh, you know, I wonder the name that went through my head who... Uh, had an okay outing the other day was Davey Garcia. Uh, I wonder if he gets on the map or... Like, well, I think starters have to be in cadence, and that's why it's easier to do a reliever who's got innings. Right, but that's kind of what Davey, Davey did the other day. He did like a 2.1... Is he in line, though, is what up. I'm saying, for that 12th? That's what, that's what we'd have to keep yeah, track yeah, of because yeah. that's you know still eight days away from now, but or maybe a Matt Crook or some of the other depth names we've talked about. Ooh, um, so Norwood. That, that'll be Jimmy Norwood, your guy. Um, is he still with the squad? Be careful. Let's do the post-game uh, press conference, what which else is brought like? to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays. Uh, uh, the bright moments of that, this whole episode have been brought to you by Shady Rays. And you got to cover your eyeballs yeah. to hear them. 
What? Wow. Shady Ray's world-class product that's just as good as an, any expensive pair you'll find. I wear my Shady Rays every day. They're at my desk right now. Um, but if you've seen a picture of me wearing Sunnies uh, recently, they've been Shady Rays. And they're basically for life because they have their lost and broken replacement guarantee. If you get a pair of Shady Rays and you lose them or break them, they will send you a pair, a brand new pair, no cues aid, if you know what I mean. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code YANKS, 50% off. Two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Summer's here. Baseball games. You're going. I went. I wore my Shady Rays. Um, so go to ShadyRays.com. Code Yanks, 50% off. Two-plus pairs of polarized sunnies. What else did you like there, Jim? Uh, I like learning about the 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 how much they are on the steal, don't steal, and right. that they do it in batches of pitches. So, like... I like that he said Volpe has a green light for like three pitches. Hey, if you feel real good about one in these next three, you can go. I also like that he said me and uh, Mendy were thinking about sending Rizzo right there. Yeah. So they were kind of on the same ever, wavelength. Yeah. But he was open to our intervention. So he definitely needs someone else to kind of say something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't think he'd just give us the lineup like that. That was kind of cool. Well, it's, it's so funny that, that, I mean, this team is very. They are a planning team. It's yeah. what we talked about yeah. with their early in the season routine. It's what we talk about with their lineups. That, yeah. Like, they they probably knew the first, you know, four or five games of lineups, barring injuries, and that's what we've seen. So, uh, yeah, I mean, our most successful game of guess the lineup ever. Yes. Thank God he gave us some hints along the way. <laughs> the, yeah. The Rizzo our sitting. Pre-show, our pre-show guess. Rizzo sitting would have really tripped us up. Um, and judge at DH, that, that was a good one too. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm trying to think, uh, what else did we cover there? Uh, the burrito getting sent down and, um, you know, and, and kind of like the roster manipulation depth protection that they do play, uh, and him saying, who do you give credit to, uh, fish and cash? They say they're really good at that. And like the Yankees are, I don't know if you love it or hate it. They're good at it. Yeah. They, if you think it's, it's not good, if they mess with players' emotions too much, if it's too up and down, they are good at maximizing depth via the rules. And I'm, I'm, if there's an IL stint and Brito comes up to make the start on the 12th, I'm suspect. Funny business. Yeah. Mm. As we know in the business. Uh, I also liked, uh, that he views Glaber as kind of his versatile piece. Like, yeah, we know can, that they do that, but to hear him say that is... One, three tonight. Uh, yeah. Six, so that's... And that's, he likes him swinging aggressively. Which, it's... The, I'm not complaining about that, but I was just... When you move him up to the leadoff spot, does it change? Glaber gonna Glaber, you yeah. know? Yeah. And just swing and hit, baby. Yeah. They're all doing that. It's their thing. Because it's hilarious. It's their thing. It's the funny... Like you said, it's a combination of... A baby move. It's a toddler move. A toddler move. And it's also like teammate and self-praise at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Glaber's the best we're, at it. I think Glaber started it. He I did. think he's the best at and it. We're those guys. But Rizzo likes doing it a lot, too. Like, we're the... Glaber and Rizzo. Sneaky good connection with the I love yous. Glizzo. And, uh, Glizzo. New shirts, by the way. Yeah, people keep re- requesting Judge and Rizzo Jizzo shirts, but I don't think we can do that. I think people would be shocked to find out I put a... I put a kibosh on that. 
Hey, as did MLBPA. Yeah, we're <laughs> officially licensed with MLBPA, so go check out our shirts. They're really cool these days, and they're doing really well. And also subscribe to the channel, and we love you, and enjoy the game, and thanks for Good tuning fun. in. And uh, go Yanks, Tom Grimes. Go Yankees. If you're if you're in those like nice seats by the Yankees dugout, make sure you yell, Booney, I love you. I'm talking Yanks. Good stuff on that Yanks show, Booney. That was such a good impression of an old guy at the stadium. That was really good. Yeah.